This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It is a magnificent football Monday. It is You Better You Bet. It's Nick Costos, it's Ken Barkley, and it's you here with us on the BetQL Network. Really fun first hour of the show today, and now we've got two hours coming up live, simulcast by our friends at Stadium. And going to be a badass two hours of wagertainment, uh, getting you set to bet on the Bills and the Steelers, getting you set to bet on the Eagles and the Buccaneers, and getting you set to bet and win divisional weekend coming up in the National Football League postseason. Will Brinson from CBS Sports will join us in 40 minutes. Drew Dinsick from NBC Sports betting analyst will join us next hour on the show. We will get into NBA Most Valuable Player. We'll talk a little Joel Embiid, a casual 30-10 and 10 thrown up by Embiid earlier today. And Embiid's going to play tomorrow for the 76ers per head coach Nick Nurse. Seems important. We'll talk NBA MVP coming up next segment on the show. We will talk about the Niners and the Packers. We know that matchup is locked in for the divisional round. San Francisco, a 10-point favorite at BetMGM. Total is 50-and-a-half. And we'll talk about whoever the Lions will host, Eagles or Bucks, what those point spreads would be. We've got some look-aheads up at domestics. The Chiefs against the Bills or the Chiefs against the Texans. Ravens against the Texans or the Ravens against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So a ton to do here over the rest of the show. You better you bet on this Monday. But joining us right now to kick off the fun and frivolity in the stadium two hours of the show is our friend Eric Eager from Sumer Sports, one of my favorite football analysts, joins us weekly here on the show. Love having him breaking down the National Football League and the playoffs on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Eric is the co-host of the Sumer Sports football show. The co-host of that show is Falcons general manager, former Falcons general manager, Thomas Dimitrov, represented by our guy, Tim Scanlon. Eric, welcome back to You Better You Bet. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Football Monday. How's it going? Uh, it, it was a it was an interesting football weekend, I'll say that. Uh, and I can't believe we're only uh, two-thirds of the way done. Yeah, it's like four down, two to go. We know exactly one of the games that's uh, that's going to happen next weekend. Eric, especially for the benefit of our live audience, especially because we're on TV for this segment, just came on stadium, and we are still about a half hour away from the Bills game kicking off. Do you have a strong opinion on that Bills-Steelers game now that, you know, the weather looks like, okay, some wind and some snow, people aggressively trying to clear out the stadium in time, which has been really funny to track on social media all day. Just so much snow in the stadium to get rid of and try to put somewhere, but like a more normal Buffalo game, they're a 10 point home favorite totals 39. Did you have a a strong feeling on that game before we get to every other topic? Yeah, my numbers make it exactly on 10. So um, I think from a narrative perspective, if it would have been played yesterday, I think you, you probably would have had to shift to Pittsburgh um, but now that it's more of a normal game weather-wise, I think you, you probably lay off. Uh, I think the total is probably right on. Um, and 
yeah, I, I think as somebody who uh, as a, personally roots for Kansas City, obviously I'm hoping for a little bit of variance. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh uh, likes to, to do the voodoo stuff, and, and Buffalo certainly likes to outgain other teams by 200 yards but keep them in the game. Um, but I, I fully expect Buffalo to take care of business here. All right, so Eric's saying he thinks Buffalo will win the game, maybe not cover the 10, but Buffalo at least win, which would set up the Bills and the Chiefs next uh, next weekend from Western New York. Eric, let's get your thought on Monday Night Football, and then we'll talk about kind of like what we saw yesterday and project things out moving forward. Uh, the Eagles and the Buccaneers in Tampa, we know A.J. Brown is out for Philadelphia, but Jalen Hurts is going to be good to go. Baker Mayfield's also going to start for Tampa, but we don't know the degree to which Baker Mayfield is healthy. The Eagles... In between a two and a half and a three point road favor, two and a half. Uh, the number is three at BetMGM, but used big time towards Tampa. Total in the game is 43. Any thoughts for you, side or total, how you handicap this game, Monday Night Football, to wrap up Super Wild Card Weekend with the Eagles at the Bucks? Winner goes to Detroit to play the Lions next weekend. Yeah, to me, I, I make the game two. So Tampa's the side for me right now. Um, I think that. Uh, the only thing that hurt, you know, the only thing that's keeping me from, uh, you know, making, you know, being really confident about Tampa Bay uh, is how bad Baker Mayfield can be when injured. We saw the 2021 season uh, pretty, you know, pretty explicitly where he was hurt, played through it, tough, really, really tough guy. Um, but he doesn't, he's not effective when hurt. And we saw last week, he wasn't very good the week before uh, they were basically, uh, you know, shut down pretty easily by new Orleans. Um, but Jalen Hurts isn't, uh, you know, isn't healthy either. And those Bucks linebackers, Levante David and uh, um, Devin White, are pretty discerning. I don't think they're going to bite on any of the uh, Devontae Swift, uh, the, the Swift stuff. Uh, and I think Hurts is going to, you know, have a tough time of it. So um, I think I think Bucks and I think under in this game uh, are are the two uh, the two bets to make uh, if you want to wager on this game. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, as you were giving that explanation, be like, sounds like you really like the under, too. It'd be, it's so funny, right? Like, as Eric's giving that explanation, I'm sure I'm not alone and just being like, man, like the under maybe sounds like a good And then on, on the kind of the, that's the angel on the shoulder. And then the devil on the shoulder is like, yeah, you know, it's Matt Patricia and like the worst defense ever, right? For Philadelphia. Like, you know, that, you know, that's what it's been. But like, maybe that's the kind of game we get. And maybe Baker Mayfield's really hurt. Eric, whoever wins this game, and Nick alluded to it when he asked you the last question, will go to Detroit. It's, it's funny how things have broken for Detroit, right? Dallas eliminated. Packers go to San Francisco. Now all of a sudden, Detroit's in the divisional round, waiting for the winner of this game with a rest advantage and hosting the game. I mean, like, the most likely scenario right now is, Detroit goes to San Fran for the NFC Championship game. If you were wanting to bet this Detroit game next week and, you know, figure there'll be, let's say, about a field goal against Philly and more against Tampa to some degree, is there an opponent you would like to make a bet? Do you think Detroit would beat both of those opponents like you'd feel confident saying that? How about Detroit as we go into the divisional round next week? Yeah, as somebody who was at that game last night with Detroit, uh, electric, probably top five experience in, in sporting events for me. Uh, as somebody who wants to see that fan base uh, have some fun, you're rooting for Tampa tonight if you're a Detroit fan, right? Because the Eagles, you know, they're going to get healthier. A.J. Brown's going to come back uh, probably next week if the Eagles win, uh, which is why the spread is more in the favor of the Eagles than it would be Tampa Bay. Um, I don't think Baker's injuries are going to get any better while yeah, playing this defensive line. So, um, yeah, if you are, if you're a, a you know Detroit sports fan, uh, you want to see Tampa Bay come out of this game uh, with a victory tonight. 
Uh, and and then, of course, then you're rooting for the second straight week for your division rival, Green Bay, to pull off an upset uh, as, as a big underdog on the road uh, for for another week in a row. Yeah, so to me, it's, if, you're, if you're Detroit, you want to see Tampa Bay. I don't think they should be scared of Philadelphia, but uh, I think that uh, you want to see Tampa Bay. Maybe if there's some time left over at the end of the interview, we can get Eric's thoughts on some of the head coaching openings in the league. Eric's pretty plugged in. Maybe maybe if he thinks Mike McCarthy is going to survive as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. But Eric, until until then, let's make sure we hit as many games and potential games as possible with you. Uh, Eric Eager joining Nick and Ken. You better you bet on a Monday, breaking down Wild Card Weekend and spinning it forward to Divisional Weekend in the NFL. Uh, we have a side and total market for the Niners and the Packers coming up next weekend in the Bay Area. And Green Bay coming off a stunning outright upset and a demolition of the Cowboys in Dallas. Now, we don't know if Packers top corner Jair Alexander is going to be good to go. Tweaked his ankle yesterday, had to leave the game. Also going to be a short week for Green Bay um, facing a Niners team that had a really great regular season, obviously with a a week off and a couple weeks off for key players uh, with players resting in week 18. San Francisco a 10-point favor right now at BetMGM. Eric, the total's 50.5. Any early thoughts here on the Niners and Packers? Do Do you see yourself having a bet coming up on this game? I think it's probably too many. If you can get the 10, the full 10 at flat, I, I think you want to take Green Bay. Now, um, you know, in the playoffs, you know, I think that um, I think that people really value the buy. They really value experience. They really value uh, complete teams, and all those things are what the San Francisco 49ers are, right? So if you like the, if you like the Packers, uh, I think that you probably want to wait uh, a little bit. Um, so that, that's that's kind of my take, right? And, and I think you guys, you know, obviously have one of the yeah, the best betting show uh, probably you know on air right now. And and so it's not just what side you like; it's when you when you like it, right? So uh, don't it, my advice would be don't don't just go jamming you know Green Bay right now. Um, if you, if you like Green Bay, I think wait a little bit. You might be able to get a ten and a half. Eric just sneaking in the compliments about the show tonight. Let's do that for every answer the rest of the way. Awesome. Flattery yeah, will you know, get I, you everywhere on the show. I like uh, I like Green Bay, and of course, Ken, you're so handsome. But maybe wait for the ten and a half just to really make sure what happens. Eric, if we go to the AFC, I think we, we're going to see a similar dynamic. What you're discussing play out. Look, like let's. I think it's very likely, right? You think Buffalo is going to win. We think Buffalo is going to win. Let's play it out that way. Houston would go to Baltimore. This would be almost an identical setup to the game we just talked about. Baltimore's had a couple weeks off. Baltimore's been resting everybody. Baltimore's a pretty complete team. Almost, you know, really good at everything San Francisco's good at. Beat them in the regular season. So maybe it's a similar conversation. Like, do you think this is going to be too many? The look-aheads seem to have this. So we said San Francisco's 10 against Green Bay. Seems to be a little less than 10, but still more than a touchdown. Eight and a half, nine, nine and a half is what you see out there with Houston and Baltimore on a look ahead right now. Do you think that's too many points as well? Do you think it's likely to move toward Baltimore the way you think the Niners line is likely to move? How about the AFC version of kind of the same game? Yeah, I'm a little bit less likely to want to back the underdog here for a few reasons. One, I think the coaching advantage isn't as big uh, on the NFC side. I think Lafleur. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's quite good relative to Shanahan. I don't, I guy, I think Domingo Ryan's is a, is a good coach for sure. And I think uh, he deserves some plaudits this year for what he's done. I think the difference between him and John Harbaugh is much, much bigger than that uh, between uh, Kyle Shanahan uh, and, and that of, um, uh, you know, a, a Matt LaFleur. So uh, I'm probably, you know, unless, unless it's going to be, unless it's going to come out and get to, you know, nine and a half, 10, uh, which I don't think it will. I think it'll get, I think it'll probably open around eight and a half or so. Um, I'm probably going to lay off that uh, a little bit. 
Um, so I am going to be less willing to just because I think Baltimore um, is a much is a much stronger side relative to Houston than I think San Francisco is relative to Green Bay. Also, this is a little known fact. This will actually be the 27th playoff game between Matt LaFleur with the Green Bay Packers and Kyle Shanahan with the San Francisco 49ers. So some familiarity there. Also, um, potentially, potentially coming up as a result of the Bills-Steelers game, we will get the the 37th meeting in the playoffs between Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills and Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Eric, I I know you're a Chiefs guy here, so curious if that will kind of bleed into the answer here a little bit. Just kind of like what you think is going to happen in the game. And, like, there are some look-aheads out there right now, and it's Buffalo basically really close to three at home against Kansas City. I saw a a two-and-a-half minus 20 out there. Uh what would you want to do if that's the point spread? Now, assuming, obviously, Buffalo wins, maybe they cover, maybe they don't, but, like, they escape serious injury to key players, right? If that's going to be what the point spread, Josh Allen's going to play in the game. If it's Buffalo three or, like, two and a half juice towards Buffalo, what would you want to do, Bills and Chiefs, part 368? Yeah, I think this is going to be a game where kind of, like, every single per- Twitter gambling persona is going to be on Chiefs. And every single sharp better is going to be on Bills. That that's how I see it, and and that's kind of how it's been, and regardless of outcome for like the last few Chiefs Bills meetings, right? Everybody's like, oh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is you know the best that you know ever played, and and yet when you when you grade out the you know the rosters, it, it you know it, it's oftentimes gone in the way, or or you've graded out efficiency, it's gone in the way of the Bills. Now the Chiefs defense is as good as it's ever been. Uh, I think probably, you know, all the way back to maybe the Marty Schottenheimer days. So maybe that's going to be a little bit different, but that's how I see it. I think, I think a lot of people, it's going to, it's probably going to depend upon the number, but I think you're going to see a lot of people publicly like the Chiefs plus three. I think you're going to see a lot of people privately like the bills, either money line or laying inexpensive threes or expensive two and a half. Yeah, it'll just be interesting when that, mar- like, let's assume the bills win and that the market silent finally majority. opens. <laughs> yeah, well, just, not even a majority, though, just like people who talk and people who bet. And there are people who do both, to be fair. Uh, but just like it's sometimes there's a difference between the two. I, I think that market's going to be really interesting. Just the threes that are out there, like already, the Kansas City's already got bet on three, where just I, I don't I think that's going to end up being Bills two and a half. Eric, we have like 45 seconds left for this. Nick kind of alluded to it earlier to uh, coaching moves that we might anticipate. Do you have a strong like kind of like hot coaching take. Maybe it's McCarthy fired and they replace him with blank. Maybe it's one of the other vacancies. You have anything like that here? 30, 45 seconds. Yeah, I think Harbaugh and Belichick, you know, the, the obvious destinations are, are Los Angeles and, and Atlanta respectively, but I think they are waiting for Dallas, Philadelphia, and possibly Pittsburgh. Um, And, and especially in the case of, Dallas and Philadelphia, because those ownership groups are, uh, you know, more cash rich. Um, I think they are waiting for the results of the weekend. So I think we're going to get a a very news rich week relative to the coaching searches, just like we did last week. So buckle up, everybody. Fill in the blank. Five seconds. If the Dallas Cowboys fire Mike McCarthy, their next head coach is who? Bill Belichick. The Atlanta Falcons would then hire who if Belichick signs with Dallas? Mike McDonald. Who shot JFK? 
<laughs> Do Dak and CD Lamb really hate each other? <laughs> what? When's when's the meteor hitting? Uh, Eric right. Eager's the absolute best. Eric, great job on the show as per usual. Eric does awesome work for our friends at Sumer Sports. They got the Sumer Sports Football Show. I love Eric's write ups like on the National Football League that you can check out at Sumer Sports on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. My friend, really appreciate the time. Enjoy the games today. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll catch up with you next week to talk championship Sunday in the NFL. Uh, so great job there by our pal, Eric Eager. Coming up next, a little NBA most valuable player, Joel Embiid and more with Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, kickoff coming up from Western New York in about 10 minutes with the Bills and the Steelers. Can't wait to sweat an NFL playoff game during the show. <laughs> Going to be a blast. Uh, Will Britzer from CBS Sports stops by in 20 minutes. Drew Dinsick from NBC Sports next hour. I can't wait to dive into these divisional uh, weekend lines. We know, obviously, the the Niners and Packers side in total. But uh, projected point spreads all over the place here with some look-ahead markets. Can't wait to get into those games. All our bets for tonight coming up at the end of the show. Uh, Ken, let's spend a couple of minutes here talking NBA. Uh, you had some what may prove to be prescient comments last week talking about NBA most valuable player and Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers and Embiid obviously had, had missed had missed a rash of games and on Thursday's show we talked MVP because it would had been announced on Thursday that Embiid would miss Friday's game for the Sixers and as a result Embiid kind of like plummeted in the MVP odds I think when the time when we did it on Thursday he was the fourth choice to an NBA most valuable player well played today against the Houston Rockets uh, a casual 41 and 10 for Joel Embiid as the Sixers beat Houston uh, 124 to 115. So Philly with a win today. And the Sixers tomorrow night, how awesome is this, will host Nikola uh, Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. And it has already been announced by Sixers head coach Nick Nurse that Embiid will play in the second half of the back to back. So Embiid will get to play tomorrow against Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. So uh, where do we stand right now, Ken, on NBA Most Valuable Player? Your thoughts here where Embiid is 9 to 1 at BetMGM, Jokic plus 165, SGA plus 250, Luka 5, Giannis 7. So Embiid the fifth choice currently in the market at BetMGM. 41 and 10 today and playing tomorrow. Yeah, and obviously that's kind of a leading question because I know I know you know where I'm going here. Um, and it's where I was last week when we talked about this. Look, like, it's To be scary. fair, it was also all the facts. It was just like, also, just kind of looks like, here, here are the facts of the situation. The facts of the case, and they are undisputed. Uh, the one thing I will dispute is, like, just the way this goes, yeah, like, Embiid could wake up tomorrow and the knee could be swollen again, and he doesn't play. Like, he doesn't have to play. But I think, what to your point, very encouraging that Nurse is, like, saying, like, it because I think we all assumed second night of he was definitely going to play one and not play the other. That's what everybody thought with this back-to-back. The idea that it's even in play to play the second game now, and it's against Jokic to nationally televised game tomorrow. There's only three NBA games, I think, tomorrow, and there are great three games, too. Thunder Clippers is the, the late game on the TNT doubleheader tomorrow too which is like really really good and would really like the Clippers to win that game um but yeah with, with NBA most valuable player I just uh I I really strongly disagree with the way the market is shaped right now how things are priced uh I don't I don't have the market priced the same way I have would have big differences in the likelihood of these players to win this award and it's not just that I have big differences because it's like you know it's like the Bills game is 10 I could say I make it 27 then I'm probably the idiot it's not just about being different just I, I would ask people like all right 
Embiid has missed 10 games. Uh, he is, quote-unquote, allowed to miss seven more and still qualify for both All-NBA and Most Valuable Player. Uh, I think it's probably no dispute among people who, like, even follow the league casually. These are accolades and things, even All-NBA. Like, you could say, well, they already won MVP. These are things that are very important to Joel Embiid, like, that he knows about and cares about. And if his body allows him to, will he will play, like, the minimum number of games. So he has seven to play with. And if he plays tomorrow, that's through one of the back-to-backs remaining on the schedule. Uh, we're about halfway through the season right now. And he has some games to play with that he can still miss. Uh, last year, he played 65, 66 games, something like that. He's played 63 in his career, 64. He is essentially, uh, to me, projecting to be in that same range he's always in, which is that he misses like about 17 games, which is what you need to qualify. So it's scary to bet a, a guy to win MVP, or if you've already bet him, it's scary to kind of think about this situation and say like, man, one wrong step, one wrong move, you're out for like a couple weeks, you might be ineligible, like you actually just can't win, like that you want, you're not allowed to win, you're ineligible. That's a really scary thought. I totally understand that. And the market to a certain extent should move on the idea that there is a growing chance he's ineligible. I don't even disagree with that. I think the question is like, then what's the right price? Because my counter argument to all of this is his best like, let's say he plays 65. If he plays 65, I think there is like a greater than 50% chance that he wins the award. And that's not reflected in this price at all. This price would reflect that it's like very unlikely he's even going to get to 65. I don't think it's a certainty if he clears the games that he wins. Uh, I think what's going to end up developing, this is more of a guess, is I think there will end up developing a race between him and Shea Gilgis Alexander, who will be like the new thing. That everyone's like, oh, like, is he ready? Can we give him MVP? The Thunder have a really good chance to be the one seed in the Western Conference. That feels like where we're headed. And SGA's case, when we get to the Bontem straw poll in a month and into April, will be, well, he played all the games and he played against the big teams and he played really well. Does that essentially vault him over, just to be perfectly honest, like the the best player, the guy who everyone thinks is the best? How do I know he's the best? Because for the first two months of the season, he was the best. That's going to continue the rest of the season. And when that was the case, everybody said they were going to vote for him. So just like, I think his best is better than everyone else's. And I think if he clears the game's threshold, he's I likely to win, is I guess the right way to put it. So just ask yourself, okay, it is a scary bet. Guy can become an eligible you don't want to be holding the bag when he's when he steps wrong and he misses two weeks and your bet is worthless. It doesn't gain any value. Um, but he played today. If he plays tomorrow, how about like the second he's announced in the starting lineup and he doesn't wake up with knee swelling or something, he's going to be fifth in odds. I, I, I just, it makes no sense to me. If Luca plays at his absolute best the rest of the year, I don't think he can ever win. I think it's actually impossible. Uh, oh, by the way, he's missed like seven games this year. Not a peep about that. Isn't that very interesting? Just like, so what? Are, what is the argument here even? Uh, his team is worse and they're going to be worse the rest of the season. And he's, he doesn't play and Embiid doesn't play and Embiid's numbers are light years better. And Luka is missing all these games and he's five and Embiid's eight. That makes sense to anybody? Does that make any sense whatsoever to anybody? Uh, Damian Lillard hit a huge game-winning shot for the Bucks last night. He and Giannis will frequently share accolades on that team. I think Giannis's MVP window is completely shut. Uh, I think he has, like, no chance to win this year also. He's ahead of Embiid. What do you think happens in the next two to three weeks if Embiid just plays the games? I don't mean the rest of the season. I don't mean being ineligible. I don't mean March and April back-to-backs. Just, it's January 15th. 
on February 1st, if he just plays the games, what do you think his price is? You think everyone's going to stop panicking? I do. I think everyone's going to stop panicking, and I think he's going to be a huge favorite again. That's what I think. And yeah, maybe he steps wrong in February, or he twists his ankle in March, or he you know hurts his whatever oblique in April. These are all things that are possible. But just as a price grab, probably his feet. Whatever ankles, toes, you know, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Song here he's, eventually. He's he's, I, uh, he's 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 a big guy. Big guy I with just, uh, it's tough for feet. I, I and I can I can be wrong. This is just this is just my guess about how I think this is going to play out. I think this is the absolute apex ceiling, highest price he can ever be rated because he just missed a bunch of games and everyone panicked. And once that subsides, whether he misses games later or not, just in the next couple of weeks, once that panic subsides and everyone starts thinking a little clearer about how this is going to play out, not even that he's going to win. Where do you think the price goes? Where do you think it goes? He's fifth right now. He's never going back of Jason Tatum, who's not winning. He's as high as he can be rated right now. And it's just a price that seems destined to, to go down. Even in the next week, even in the next two weeks with performances like today, uh, this market is Looney Tunes to me. It seems completely insane. I don't think it's representative of the true prices of any of the five players to win. I think they're all in the wrong order, honestly. And, uh, and I don't say stuff like that, you know, with with like that cavalier very often and i just think we're headed for a really hard reset here if he plays literally five games in the next two weeks i think this whole thing gets redone you better you better hear with nick and ken on a monday uh talking nba most valuable player right now by the way i got a i got a message from like a guy who listens to the show um on instagram i always love when i get instagram actually to be fair like nine out of ten Instagram DMs I get from from people that listen to like the show are really positive. Sometimes I get wacky ones. One guy wrote on Instagram like a week ago, and I was like, "What, what the hell is this guy talking about?" Like, you guys say too much. That this is my opinion, and I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. And I want to. I don't even think I responded. It's like, well, would you rather? Would you rather us be like, um, I know for certain something's going to happen. Like, I don't well, know what the hell people are thinking. Them. Yeah, I, and I, I think it's good you bring that up because I I intentionally say it. It's not a crutch. I say it. I say it very on very purposefully, and it's because we. Work I in think I do content. it too. A hundred percent. Yeah. If this was uh, politics or just sports or something else, then yeah, you make predictions. You make predictions. You don't say like, well, it's just my opinion. I can be wrong, but I like the Niners to win this game. But we work in an industry where people like to say they're positive about something, and they're full of it. And there's a ton of fraud and a ton of misrepresentation that goes on because people present themselves as something that they're not and that they know when nobody knows. And so I always couch it by being like, look, I'm really confident. Like I'm betting into this. Like I, you know, like I, like I have to be confident. I'm making the bets. But at the same time, like the idea that you would bet NBA MVP and not like have it as a probability that Embiid gets hurt is insane. I don't know whether he's going to get hurt. Nobody knows whether he's going to get hurt or not. You're just kind of weighing that risk against the very likely return that if he plays his, I think if he plays, he has a really, really, I don't want to say he wins. Cause I think SGA could win. There's some chance Jokic wins. I just don't think this is going to shape that way. I don't think we're going to think about it that way. I think people will end up trending toward SGA eventually, but I actually think most people are just going to trend toward Embiid. The voting's not January 15th. Yeah, we all care a lot now. He missed the games. On April 10th, when everybody lines up to vote, and he just like crushed the Celtics again to close the season, you don't think it's going to play out the same way? You're not going to be like, well, January 14th, he missed that game. Does anybody remember anything that happens on January 14th in April? No. Um, so I think if he just plays the games, 
The price is crazy. I think it's becoming more likely. More likely. Doesn't have to be the case. More likely he plays the games. I just, uh, I just, I just bet a little bit more on the uh, the Bills over parlay because I'm watching CBS right now. Like yeah. it looks like this is like there's no snow on the field and there it's not very windy. Doesn't this is like they a regular football it, game? By the way, do you see some they, of the time lapse stuff? They'll probably have it during dude, the telecast it, too. It looks it looks normal. Like this is like a regular. Obviously, like yeah. there's snow like in the stands. It's cold. It looks like this is like a regular cold. game. Twenty degrees or whatever. Yeah, it's gonna be cold too. But I mean, a this regular is like, game. What's the difference between this and what was the what was the Bills' last home game in the regular season? They were at Miami at the New end. England. New England. Patriots. Right? No, they were Is at it, New England. They were at New England. So two to clo- two in a row to close it. Who were they? Who did they host? The I don't know. They played at the Chargers also, right? Did they, did they close with three straight road games? No way, right? Oh, no, it was really New England. Nice. They hosted New England. They were like 12 in the game. And the Patriots okay. covered. It's New England. This game's just kind of like that game then. It is. You know, like. What's the big difference, honestly? Like t- five degrees, eight degrees, something like that? That's what it seems like um, to me. You, you mentioned the uh, the Lillard three-pointer last night to beat Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, also, at some point, we should talk about M- Mike Brown with one of the greatest like post-game press conferences like a coach has Very ever had with, the, the, with the, laptop. Or the laptop. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, so, right. it, it was, if, it was the most con- it was the most controlled, nicest, uh, utter evisceration of NBA officiating that I think we may ever see. He's going to get fined a lot, and it will be well worth yeah. it, and it will live on, live on absolutely, absolutely forever. I want to ask an embarrassing question. I've heard people use the expression for years now, and I have never known what what it's meant. Oh, what does hold? What? Well, you used it, so I, you literally used it in this segment. Oh, so I'm guessing you know. Um. What does it mean to be caught holding the bag? Uh, that's a great Because you were literally like, you don't want to get caught holding the bag with like Joel Embiid. And I'm like, I'm going to ask him what this means because I've heard people use this before and I have no clue what it means. The first thing that came to mind was like the flaming bag of poop on the doorstep, but it's not that. <laughs> is it something no with like, uh, is. is it something with like stolen goods or something? Like you don't want to be the one caught holding the bag? Is that maybe what oh, it is? I'm going to look this up. Does anyone just, on I'm our staff know what be, this is? could be way off. It could be about like astronomy or something. Yeah, so, uh, uh, does anyone on our- put in a situation, oh. You are put in a situation where you are responsible for something, often in an unfair way because other people fail. Yeah, but like that, I would have said that, but that doesn't mean, okay, that, that could be what it means. Why isn't it holding the desk? Yeah, why, why, why are you holding, holding the bag? That doesn't why, explain why, why. Why are you holding anything? Like, why? why like, because you're I, responsible I for it. You're holding it, and no one else is holding so, it, okay. so you're going to get blamed. Yeah. Stolen goods. Oh, so, That's what I got it right. That was good. So basically, like, you and people thing. steal something. They get away. The cops come. Yeah, yeah. and, and you're, you're, you're the one that's up. See, now I like you're this. You're caught holding the bag. And, and you're caught holding the bag, a, and everyone else it, gets uh, away duck, with it. Ducktails, remember, like the burglars had like the hamburger oh, mask ooh. on and stuff. Like yeah, ooh, Ducktails. Were they like? Wasn't that that? That's like who I picture, like the ca- cartoon criminals holding a sack with a dollar sign on it. That's like while the while the cops show up. That's what. I, that's what. How I about um? What? How much of the lyrics do you know from the Ducktails theme song? Not, not very. Uh, life is like an aeroplane. Here in Duxburg, is isn't that isn't that Red Hot Chili Peppers? Life is like an what is it? Life is like a hurricane. Sorry, uh, here in Duxburg, race cars, something. Race cars, aeroplanes. lasers, aeroplanes. It's, it's, it's a duck uh, blur. Duck blur. 
caught in the Every day mystery. they're out there making yeah. ducktails. Woo! <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Ah, uh, I said that Pittsburgh. like spoken word because I just, I think I got all the words wrong, but I think I got the syllables right. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, how about thir third and eight for the Steelers from midfield here on their opening drive? Mason Rudolph, I think, about to attempt like his first like downfield pass of the game. See if I can see if mm. we can get the result here before we go to break. Ah. Uh, Rudolph throws the ball like eight yards out of bounds. So I think Pittsburgh right. will be punting to Buffalo. So uh, you throw uh, on, tonight? on the other side, Will Brinson from CBS Sports joins us, giving us his thoughts on Wild Card Weekend and Divisional Weekend in the NFL playoffs. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Music means one thing and one thing only. The Bills and the Steelers are underway in Western New York. Also, Will Brinson will join us on the show in a moment. Uh, Jason Sobel will join us in the Power Hour final hour of the show, giving us golf bets for the American Express. All our bets for the Eagles and the Bucks coming up in the final hour, Power Hour of the show. We will get to look-ahead markets for Divisional Weekend coming up to start hour number three, and the market that we do know for sure, and that is the Niners and the Packers on Saturday from the Bay Area. Drew Dinsick, the whale capper from NBC Sports, also stops by next hour. But joining us right now, during an NFL playoff game, no less, and we really appreciate that, is our good buddy Will Brinson from CBS Sports, host of the Pick 6 podcast. You can follow him on Twitter, at Will Brinson. Buddy, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Nick and Ken, how's it going? Not bad. Bills and the Steelers playing um, awesome, you know, scenes from around the internet, um, you know, with the snow in the stands, a bunch of Yenzas stomping through piles of snow to get to their seats. You say Yenzers, right? Just the like slow, casual way that you're giving this. Just lots of, you know, Yenzers. Yeah, I don't know. It's, look, oh, it's on Paramount Plus, streaming on Paramount Plus and on CBS Sports. Oh, it's it? fantastic. Oh wow, that's uh, delightful. What uh, what are you sweating during this game? Just because, and people who are watching on Stadium, you'll see Nick and I both like look up occasionally. That's that's where our TVs are located, and we're we're just trying to watch the game so we can like tell you what's happening and provide analysis while the game's going on. What are what will you be sweating during this game? Will uh, I got a bunch of DFS action that I'm doing pretty good in. Um, got some FFPC stuff. It's looking eh, not great, um, just because of some of the first two day choices I made, and uh, I got the Bills and the under, the under being a bad number that I got in a uh, in a pool. It's like one of those pools where it's like you get a thousand shares and you can wager them on whatever you want. And I lost it all in the Rams money line last night anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, I should have taken the three. I don't know what I was thinking. How does it feel uh, knowing that Matthew Stafford won't make the Hall of Fame now because the Rams lost last night to Jared Goff? Well, what's interesting is that loss. And by the way, like, uh, I mean, true, your, your pathetic troll job attempts aside, um, I, I do think that both guys played, both quarterbacks, Goff and Stafford, played so freaking well in that game. Like, the, I mean, really, and, and – you know, you can point out McVay's timeout usage in the second half being a problem, but that's just a thing he does. Like, I mean, if you've got an issue with it, you just, you know, that's fine. But that means you just have an issue with Sean McVay. That's just how he operates. He doesn't like to give up the delay of games. Uh, and, and then certainly the punt at the end was uh, questionable as hell. But overall, I thought that, you know, both aside from the Rams sort of struggling in the red zone, I, it's just a great playoff game. Somebody has to lose. Somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose. Came down to a one-score game and – uh, you know, I, I thought it was I thought it was the most entertaining game so far. Um, but I, I do think McVeigh's comments afterwards, Nick, saying you know that this team really reinvigorated him, 
and uh, and, and mm. saved his soul, or so to speak. Um, maybe maybe hints to the fact that he and Stafford. That they, I, I don't think there's any question that they run it back next year. I think that maybe it was a question coming into the season if they had a really bad year. Reinvigorated me too. I didn't have to uh, didn't have to PayPal anybody any money to, today. That was really great. Thank, thanks, thanks, Rams. Appreciate that. Uh, how well, do, what, what well, how did that work? What, Oh. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. The winner. Oh, of, today's Monday, right, right? 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 Never mind. Never mind. Gotcha. Carry on. It's a it's, it's a holiday. <laughs> Doesn't mean everything's closed. That's right. That's the right way to probably put that. Uh, but some there things are closed. My kids are home from school. Uh, the winner of tonight's mm-hmm. game will, will go to Detroit as a result of that result last night. Do you have a strong opinion on Eagles Bucks? We'll call it three with a total in the low forties. Even like what kind of game you see? I think it's uh, ooh, a little bit of a maybe more ooh. of a shootout. Than, um, than people anticipate. I think Baker Mayfield plays really well. I, I do worry a little bit that, and I don't. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm gauging this wrong. I mean, it felt like we'd gotten to the point where everyone was sort of on the Rams, and everyone, you know, like we saw. I think we saw like ESP, NFL Live. Everyone picked the Rams, and NFL Network. Everyone wanted to pick the Rams, but then they'd gotten torched by the Browns at the Texans game. So some of them picked the Lions just to be nice. Um, this, you know, it feels like everybody's on the Bucks. Am I, am I crazy there? Feels like everybody's kind of on the box. Like the Eagles are just sort of toast. And like that scares Eagles. me a little bit. Okay. I mean, I mean I'm just saying that I've seen some sharp people. I mean, and, and, and then you, Nick, um, on the, on the Eagles, you That's know, funny. minus, minus the three on the road. Uh, but I think in general, you're welcome. I think in general, it feels like, like, I don't know. Is the, is, it feels like to me, like the general narrative is the Eagles are toast. Everyone's hurt. AJ Brown is out. They've been terrible lately. The Bucks are going to find a way to win. Which scares me a little bit, but I, I like I like the Buccaneers to uh, to win and a kind of a semi shootout and to advance. All right, so Bucks and the over for Will Brinson tonight on Monday yeah. Night Football. You better you bet with Nick Mike and Evans here on a Monday big game. Big yeah, game. Oh, big his, game Mike Evans. His, We've heard that a lot. His, We've got a lot of that. His receiving yards prop tonight is sixty six and a half, which like I think if Baker Mayfield were one hundred percent healthy, would be and look he could still go over obviously. Just like if Baker gets knocked out of the game or he can't finish, here's Kyle Trask. I think it's like a total disaster. But I mean, if Baker's mm. going to play the whole game, you would think Evans is going to go over against his trash Eagles secondary and trash Eagles defense with their trash defensive coordinator Matt Patricia. Uh, Will Brinson, our guest from CBS Sports on Twitter, yeah, a lot of Matt Patricia uh, at. Will Brinson. Niners and the Packers. That was pretty good. Niners and the Packers, buddy. It's the one uh, point spread we know is locked in for divisional weekend. San Fran, 10, 50 and a half the total. The one piece of injury news we'll wait on during the week is Jair Alexander. Is he going to be good to go in this game? Short weed for Green Bay. Niners coming off a bye and double bye for a lot of their key players who didn't play in week 18 against the LA Rams. Any early thoughts? Have you bet this game? Do you think you're going to San Francisco against Jordan Love and the Packers? Yeah, I see it down to nine and a half in, in a couple spots too. I think, which is interesting that the that the action is going that way. Um, yeah, Kyle Shanahan's got a pretty good history against his former assistants. Could see certainly the the Niners coming out and like the Jair Alexander is huge. He matters. Hashtag matters, right? Everyone, no one's going to deny that. Uh, I do think he matters maybe more against a team like the Cowboys with the CD Lamb versus the Niners, where good luck on who exactly you're going to match up on with a number one corner in terms of, you know, do you put him on Brandon Ayuk, um, you know, and you can still run that way because Ayuk can run block against him. Or are you putting him on, um, you know, like is he going to chase Debo around? That seems unlikely. I, I tend to lean towards the Niners here, but I think, you know, Jordan, Jordan Love has been awesome. And I mean, God, like we're, I mean, we're all sports fans. You know, I mean, I've got this, like this, uh, since he stayed helmet back here, like, you know, 
sure, my greatest football moment is the 2002 Gator Bowl. Packers, meanwhile, they've got 400 <laughs> years consecutive of of like of franchise quarterbacks rolling. I mean, just unbelievable. Like the, I hope I hope that Packers fans know how spoiled they are, and also that they're prepared to have Jordan Love be great for like 15 years and still just win just one Super Bowl. Nick, can I ask you about a game next? What what happened in the 2002 Gator Bowl? They beat, they beat uh, Notre beat, Dame, right? Yeah, it's a great call. Yeah, good call. We beat Notre Dame. Um, truly, the high. It's, it's just a last season. It's just, it's just, you know, like I'm just saying, Packers fans is like, oh, well, can't believe this clown's replacing Rod. Oh, wait, no, oh, he's great. He's amazing. Oh, that's cool. He goes on the road and wins playoff games. Neato. What if we stumbled into this one? I don't know that they deserve it. Like Karen, Karen in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, a, a Packers owner. I don't know that she deserves this, you know, 50th straight year of great quarterbacking. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's a 2002. Not a gambling well, related just, hot take, just a hot take. No, well, it, yeah, you said that. And I was just like, I like, we're all supposed to just get with the 2002. Yeah. You know, the Gator Bowl in 02, ought, ought to. What, uh, That's what, what I'm saying. Game. It's a very, very yeah. low level of success to be proud of. Yeah. Like the pack for the pack, for a Packers fan, the 2002 Gator Gator will be like 78th or something on their list of you know accomplishments or whatever. Just not even, not even the top yeah. 50. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. A long, long, long list, long list of accomplishments. What? Uh, so okay, that that was Niners Packers a, a couple questions ago. Looks like we'll have another big favorite. Like let's Bills are already up seven nothing. We will talk about the game probably next segment. Let's assume they advance. That means the Texans have to go to Baltimore. That means you're going to get a side in total market. Maybe the total will be a lot less, but a side much like the the Niners and the Packers team of the week off. Ravens. I guess a team that maybe we still have a lot of questions about that wasn't great in the regular season. They were just pretty good. Look aheads are a little less than 10, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half, but kind of the same discussion. Well, could you see Stroud and the Texans keeping it close uh, against Baltimore next week? Man, I tell you what, Ken, I mean, it's, it is hard to like figure out what to do with CJ Stroud, isn't it? Because he's, and Jordan Love too, to his credit, you know, sort of shattering all the norms that we have for these these players in their first playoff game. I mean, both guys look just, inc- maybe that's the theme for, um, although I see Mason Rudolph not performing not at the same level. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like these guys are not supposed to have the success in their first playoff game, particularly, you know, when you talk about, uh, you know, going against Jim Schwartz and the number one ranked defense. He, granted, they were, haven't been as good on the road, the, the Browns, but a veteran defensive coordinator with playoff experience. And then Dan Quinn, a veteran defensive coordinator with playoff experience. It's really remarkable how well they've played. Having so, so like, I want to say I like the Niners, I like the Ravens. I think you can lay the points and they could end up blowing these teams out and we get, um, you know, a, a surprising you know, the divisional round performance, like a, a disappointing divisional round performance in that regard. But then, I mean, you think about what these two teams did, they just slaughtered their wildcard competition. I mean, slaughtered the, the Browns and slaughtered the Cowboys. So I'm hesitant. Like, I, I just think, I think under normal circumstances, it would be a no brainer. You lay the points. Those quarterbacks have scared me a little bit, but I think I would probably want the favorites here with the rest, getting the game plan, for a, you know, you, you do your game plan. The, you know, you're, you're double game planning the first week, and then you can hone in the second week. But I mean, like they're going to have a ton of tendencies on these young quarterbacks. I think that's a pretty big advantage in the playoffs. Assuming Buffalo beats Pittsburgh and Mason Rudolph just threw a third down pass like 90 yards out of bounds, and Buffalo's already up seven <laughs> nothing, um, and like Josh Allen's healthy in the game, whatever. Uh, and Buffalo, let's call it in between two and a half and three at home against the Chiefs. How do you think you'd bet that game next weekend? Uh, I would back the Bills. I think um, 
Kansas City showed me something for sure with the performance against the Dolphins. But, I mean, Miami, you know, even as banged up as Buffalo is on defense, their injuries at least came earlier in the season. They've had a chance to sort of adjust, and Sean McDermott's done a good job figuring out on the fly. They took down Kansas City recently, obviously. Um, you know, Miami, Miami suffered these injuries over the last, like, couple of weeks where, you know, Phillips was hurt early on, the, the Jalen Phillips, but then Bradley Chubb late in the year. Van Ginkle has to leave the game late in the, late in the year. Um, and, you know, when you look at sort of that matchup, I think Buffalo can just do enough damage with the way Josh Allen's going to activate his legs. I, he might not do it as much today if they get this lead. They just sort of sit on it and run James Cook. But I think we'll see a ton of running from Josh Allen. And Ten seconds. Great game, shootout, but I'll lay the points of the Bills. All right, so we'll lay on Will, Will and the Bills All next the week against Kansas City. Oh, All the things, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we call them that sometime. I won't say the reason why. Uh, we appreciate it, buddy. Check out the Pick 6 <laughs> podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Will Brinson. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Later, buddy. Okay, uh, hour number three of the show coming up next. Uh, Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, will stop by. But we will begin. Uh, we'll talk some Bills and Steelers and uh, the rest of the potential matchups divisional weekends in the NFL.